Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Which Kelly are you? Edward. People call me Ned. I photograph what my conscience asks me to. Mad Max 2. It's my kind of movie. Shut up! Shut up! Your friend can't come back, Sledge. Oh, he's disabled. I'm this carer. You're blind. He's an equal opportunity employer. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore. Oh, hi there. It's Andrew Pierce, and this is The Curb. This podcast is proudly recording the lands of the Wajak people of the Perth region, and I pay respects to the elders both past, present, and emerging. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. On this particular episode, I get to chat with Rafe Spall. Uh, He is a British actor, of course. You may know him from films like The Big Short, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, a whole bunch of Edgar Wright films, and the new upcoming Australian film, Long Story Short, written and directed by Josh Lawson, Oscar nominee Josh Lawson. This is a film that's kind of in this strain of uh, the classic film, modern classic film for, for some, About Time, uh, where Teddy, played by Ray Spall, wakes up in the morning after his wedding to discover that every few minutes, his life is jumping forward to the next year of his life. He doesn't know what's happened in between those uh, that year. He has no idea what's happened, but something is forcing him to go forward, and... He needs to uh, figure out what's going on. This is a really, really brilliant little film. It is a, it's billed as a comedy, but I found it more of a drama in a lot of ways, and I found the ending quite emotional. It has a really beautiful performance from Zara Newman, who plays Teddy's wife, and of course, Rafe is just wonderful too. Uh, supporting cast is also Ronnie Cheng, uh, and Noni Hazelhurst and Josh Lawson are in there as well. But today we're focusing on Rafe's ball. Enough of me, guys. Uh, you heard enough of me talking. Let's jump into the interview with Rafe, uh, who I really appreciated to have a chat uh, in his home. Fantastic stuff. Uh, the powers of the internet and Zoom. What we are doing nowadays, magnificent. Anyhow, make sure to head along as well and go and see Long Story Short when it hits Australian cinemas this coming Thursday, February 11th. Congratulations on your upcoming wedding. But I don't know how upcoming it is. He wants out a date. We'll talk about it later. 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 Teddy, what is it with you and later? I can't do everything right now. No offence, but you look very bloated. That's pretty normal for being pregnant. You're pregnant. Don't freak out. I think I have travelled through time. Yeah? Yesterday, we got married. And today... Say hi to Daddy. Here he is. Here she is. Are you okay? Every day, another year goes by, and I can't make it stop. I've got a kid. How could I have a kid? Oh, it. 
Hello, Hello. how are you going? Uh, I'm alright, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for, uh, for joining me to chat about uh, your fantastic film. Congratulations. What's your name, mate? Sorry, what's your uh, name? My name is Andrew. Hello, Coming Andrew. All Hi the there. way from Perth, Western Australia. Well, um, <laughs> thank you very much. Here I am. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. How's things going on your side of the world? Uh, shit. Um, uh, not good. But trying to find the positives, uh, you know, educating my three kids at home, which is a, which is a nightmare. Anyone to tell you that? But you know, this side of the pond, this continent, we're all in the same boat. Hopefully, things are getting better. Trying to remain optimistic, and um, yeah, man. As Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, just keep going. That's the spirit. Yeah, I can only imagine what you guys are going through. We're we're in a semi-lockdown here, but it's nothing like what uh, the UK or the no. US is going through yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So it's not even it's a touch amazing. on that. Yeah. No, yeah. but you know, it, it it is what it is, and we look at Australia with slight envy. Um, but uh, pleased to know that our Australian brothers and sisters are having a better time than us. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit a while ago that you filmed. Long story short. Uh, which it was I, last September, yeah, 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 which kind of goes pretty quickly, doesn't it? Uh, matching with the yeah. theme of the film, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's that like? Because I imagine like there's an experience of stepping on set for the first day, and now here we are, you know, a year and a bit later on, mm. and mm. you're talking about it in promotional stuff. Mm. What does that do to your mind as an actor? It's like a dream. It's like a it's like a dream. It's like a almost like a thing that's happened to someone else. Um, uh, sometimes you have to question why did I even do that um, because that sort of halcyon period of Bronzy Beach 2019 feels like a different world in many many ways and uh, uh, it's all, all, always it's a um, it's a strange thing to think back on something that when you're doing it is so intense and involving and then it finishes just like that and uh, you've made bonds with people you've made a connection to a place to a project to a material and it just finishes. Um, and as sad as that is, it's also part of the thrill and joy of my job that I get to experience so many different people, places and things. Yeah. What is it like as well? Because you've had, you, you know, these solo kind of relationships, I guess, with uh, people like Josh, who has done a fantastic job uh, throughout his career as both an actor and as a director. Mm-hmm. And then you've had, mm-hmm. you know, the, the continued relationships with directors like Edgar Wright. What's the difference mm-hmm. between those kinds of relationships? How do you maintain a strong bond uh between those two differences Mm. well you hope to get invited back when you work with people especially if they're as successful as edgar wright as a bonus um and uh you know in many ways i i have a lot to thank edgar for because he he uh gave me a break really in shawn of the dead even though i only had a small bit in it and you know i still get recognized for that even though i was 19 when i did it um and uh, so I think really to get invited back and to work with people again, more important than being talented is just being a nice person. It's, it's just being the sort of person what people want to have about, you know, people want to have around. Um, you're not a dick, you know. That, that's a pretty central tenant of my professional life. Don't be a dick. And it, <laughs> it pays off. It pays off sometimes, most of the time. And uh, and then in terms of working with new people, that's what you want. You, you, you're always, you know, one of the great joys of my job is, is that you, you you could get something in your inbox, which is someone you never heard of, like Josh. And I, um, I watched, 
Little Death, his film, and thought it was fantastic, read this script, and I was like, yeah, come on, kids, we're going to Bronte Beach. Um, simple as that, really. So it was an adventure, and um, I really, really love making this film. And, you know, this is the thing. You go, is this film going to be a success? I have no power over that. I'll turn up, show up, do my best. But the most important thing is, is have a good time because, you know, I get to dress up and mess about for a living and, and get to make other people's lives better sometimes in terms of, you know, I might give someone an hour and a half to watch a film like Long Story Short. They forget their life for a minute. They have a laugh. They get some endorphins. Lovely. That's all I'm in it for. Um, but whether that happens or not is is for the gods. But what I do have control over is my enjoyment and the, doing it and the connection that I make to people. That's what life's all about. Mm. I want to talk about your connection with Zara as well, who's so brilliant in the film. And yeah, obviously for yeah. you, like for your character, you're living essentially a week and, a, and change uh, in a row. And yet mm. she's going through 10 years and there's still this mm. um, real connection and bond together, even through all the difficult mm. stuff that you're going through. How do you kind of maintain that? And did Josh give you kind of pointers as to what had happened in between those years that you had skipped forward? Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, he was pretty up on that because he's such a smart, quick guy that he was really brilliant um a pretty brilliant guide and, and um help with that sort of thing um so much of it's in the writing that makes it easy you know you can't you can't polish a turd if the script's bad then you then you've got no you've got no um hope really the script's fantastic sarah newman is uh extremely talented and um uh very easy to act with you're only as good as the person acting opposite you Mm. and uh she's she's really clever so that that was a really uh positive positive experience yeah yeah and i imagine after this as well she's already done a great job on wentworth but uh hopefully her career will continue to blossom after this as well because she is just i think so mate yeah, yeah i think she's so good she's so real um and excellent and uh you know she's obviously been doing a lot of theater for a long time in 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 australia um but she's uh She's extremely talented, yeah. yeah, and that that will come to the fore, and and uh, hopefully this is, you know, a good outlet for her. Yeah. Speaking of theatre, obviously you started off in that kind of realm as well. What was the what were the challenges for you growing up? You know, transferring from theatre to film, and and well, I still do theatre. Yeah. You know? Like I, you know, I, um, it's funny because I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but actually, in some ways, it's almost harder to break into theatre than it is than it is film. Um, I think it it's is. A very, yeah, a closed shop uh, UK theatre, and from what I understand about Australia, it's similar. You're either in or you're out, and um, if you're on the outside of it, it's quite difficult to break into. Uh, and if you're not considered a theatre actor, it's quite difficult to get a break. Luckily, I, I started early, as you say, and uh, got some got some lucky breaks early on was able to work at some fantastic theatres. And really, it's the thing I'm most proud of, uh, my, my theatrical career. You know, I, I equate theatre as being the sort of test cricket of um, the entertainment industry. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult, and um, it, really, it really tests your, um, your testicular fortitude, as it were, um, <laughs> to, to, uh, to deliver um, yeah. in front of 1,000 people. Um, you know, I did a one-person show last year, where I had to learn 13 and a half thousand words um, uh, on my own for an hour and a half at the National Theatre. Now, that's that's tough. How do you prepare um, for that? There's no easy way, man. you just got to sit there and, and, and jam all the words into your head and really 
try really hard and work really, really hard, which is difficult when you've got young kids because it can be to the detriment of your family life sometimes, but that's what you've got to weigh up. You know? It's like certain parts that you take on where you go, man, if I take this on, it means all I can do is that. It was all I can do. It's quite difficult to have a family life at the same time. So I might not do something like that again for a while. But something like, long story short, I was able to bring the kids over. You know, we stayed on Bronte Beach and had a really, had a really, really wonderful time. And um, yeah, that so that 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 definitely has a bearing on things for me now. Is what, what my family can join me in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's completely understandable. Uh, what was the differences of working in Australia as opposed to? uk or the us are we uh, i i get to talk to australian filmmakers about how they make films here but it's it's rare that i get the opportunity to talk to somebody who's from outside of australia getting to make a film here yeah listen mate it's more or less the same um wherever you are there's a few technical differences in terms of um you know how the lighting department might work and that sort of thing in terms of the, the you know uh, I, I won't go into the boring technicalities. I'll, I'll, bore you, I'll, I'll bore you silly, but really, you know, the the um, uh, it's very familiar. And also, what I love about Australia and Australians, and I've got a big connection with Australian. Both of my sister lives in Sydney now. My older sister lived there for ten years. I spent a lot of my life going to Australia, yeah. and uh, I love it. And um, what I love most about it is is that I don't have to. If I go if I go to America, I have to tailor the way I speak a little bit. I you know I have to tailor my vernacular to make me understandable to people. But I don't have to do that in Australia. Like you guys are down. Like you, we have the same sense of humour, literally the same sense of humour, um, which is really great. And uh, we it, you know you lot are a, are a laugh and you like to have a laugh. And um, as to the British, so we we get on. You know, uh, as much as we're sort of rivalry rivals in sport and stuff, I I love. I love Australia and Australians and I can't, I can't wait to come back again and do something else. Yeah. And hopefully because we're, we're doing pretty well with getting uh, external productions and domestic productions here. So uh, fingers crossed yeah, it's that's not it, long mate. before you're back. Um, no, fingers crossed. Cause I'd, I'd love to come as, cause I was only there for six weeks. I'd love to come and spend a couple of months in Australia. It'd be a real dream come true. Yeah. And it was the start of summertime as well for you as wasn't it? So beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was down there just sort of swimming in the sea every day. And, um, yeah just gorgeous i loved it well you have to make your way down to melbourne and sit and come across to perth i know we're a bit of bit far away but we're the better sit- no, city no i'd love Sydney. to I, i've never <laughs> been to perth never been to perth my, i hear great things about it and my my sister uh lived in melbourne for 10 years so i know melbourne quite well yeah yeah so the film is about balance of life and and you touched on that especially learning you know massive plays solo person plays and stuff mm. and you've got kids and stuff how do you manage that kind of balance of life now, especially uh, given everything that's going on? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've been away a, a lot uh, from my kids, more than I would like. And although this is now a difficult period in my, in, in world history, specifically in the UK, you know, you've got to look for the positives. And one of the positives is, is that I'm around my kids all the time, which is something I want to do more of because, you know, the message of the film is life's too short. And you can get very caught up in the accumulation of stuff, money, success, uh, status, all the stuff that you that, that you're geared up towards. And you know, you, I've been really lucky, yeah. By any measure of my 15 year old self's expectations, I've made it right. I, I, I um, I get asked to do work. I don't have to audition that much anymore, um, and I make a good living. And 
thank God for all that. I'm extremely privileged and lucky to have that. But really, you realise that the answers don't lie there. You realise that no matter how much success you get, you garner, you achieve, there's really, when, when you get to the end of that rainbow, there's no pot of gold. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it doesn't make you go, oh, wow, now I'm that level of success. Shit, I feel better. And as humans, we get caught in this loop of going, if I just get that, I'll be okay. If I just get that job, if I just make that amount of money, if I just lose that amount of weight, if I get that body, if I get that affirmation, I'll be okay. And what I'm learning now at the age of 38 is that really none of those answers exist on the outside, man. And all that matters in life is connection with family, friends, people. Nothing else matters. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And given everything going on, I think this is a perfect film for the time that we're living in because it, it, it does suggest, you know, look, don't take every day for granted. You've got to make every day count and all that kind of stuff, which is, is it sounds um, it sounds a little bit silly on paper sometimes, but in practice, in the film, it's really emotional. Um, that, that, yeah, that, that, those so. final scenes are really emotional and it's really powerful. And I think that's what will, will make this film stick with people. So, and that aspect, Well, it's the passing of time. The, yeah. Thank you. But the passing of time is a really difficult thing to deal with. Um, you know, well, if I think back to when my kids were really little, like it was so hard at the time, but I think back on it now and I'm like, oh, shit, I'd, I'd, I'd add that back, you know? I'd go back to that now. And, um, but it's difficult to stay present. It's a difficult thing to do. If, if it was easy to be present, everyone would do it. But mm-hmm. it ain't easy. Um, but you've got to try. You've got to try. Does that inform your decision as to what kind of films you take on board? Do you say, all right, I can take my family to Australia for six week and, weeks and make a film there, or I'm stuck doing a, a big budget film here and I mm. can't be with my family? Does that inform your decisions? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. You, you, you have to weigh it up. You, you know, there's, there's, first and foremost, I'm going like, is this the sort of story I want to tell? Is this a force for good? Is this, is this a thing that the world needs right now? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, play at the moment people murder you know i've been sent parts to play murderers and all that I, i'm not just not interested i don't want to i don't want to tell horrible stories at the moment i want to tell important stories i want to tell stories that make a difference stories that reflect people stories that entertain stories that make people think make them laugh so that's my first requisite when it comes to choosing what i do um yeah i, I have to consider how long i'll be away for if my family can come with me um but i'm also aware as i'm saying that it's a huge liberty and a huge uh privilege that i get to have those choices because a lot of people want to do what I, my job and they don't have the luck i do so uh you got to keep reminding yourself of the luck which i which i which i try to do every day yeah um i'm taking up a bunch of your time and i really appreciate um being able to talk about this film and your work as well um i guess one of the questions which i imagine you're probably getting a lot because of your uh work in the big short is uh, the reflection on the whole situation in america with the stock exchange and stuff like that what is your perspective on that been is it being kind of amusing to see it kind of play out or interesting to see it play out from an informed perspective Listen, I, I'd like to say I have a new form perspective, but really I don't. Um, you know, I I'll have to be honest. Like I know, I'm, I for my own mental health recently, I've, I've really been trying to avoid the news mm. um, because it's been having a detrimental effect on me. Um, this sort of um, doom porn 
that is that is fed to us on a on a daily basis. So I'm trying to stay away from the news. I've heard about the GameStop thing. I wish I could give you some analysis and breakdown on it, but I can't because I'm trying to keep away from the news because it's just not good for my soul at the moment. Which is completely understandable and fair. What do you do to ground yourself to to besides doom scrolling and all that kind of stuff? What do you do to yeah to yeah from I'm, that? I'm, I'm I'm trying to uh, you know. Um, uh, meditate every day, exercise, get outside, man. That's just my advice. If if ever you feel shitty or you feel low or you feel bad, get outside and you'll feel good within half an hour. You know, that makes me feel good. I'm lucky enough to live in the English countryside and it's beautiful even though it's pissing it down with rain right now. But, you know, um, I, uh, yeah, re- I'm reading a lot and trying to nourish myself, not just sat sat there reading, you know, prophecies of doom on twitter or, or the news or whatever because you know it's, it's it's human nature if you see a car crash you slow down and have a look and this is a this is a massive version of that you can't help it you want to have a look you want to have a look at you you know if you if you read a headline saying uh, vaccine doesn't work you're going to click on it because that's a human thing and then you click on the article and you see it some fringe academic who says that and it's been quoted and it's been used as a headline it's clickbait you know and I understand that's how the media works, but I think it's really affecting everyone's mental health. And I think that we, uh, we need to look after ourselves and maybe lay off it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect way to, to, to wrap up and, and, um, you know, highly recommend everybody goes and sees long story short, because I thought, I thought it was really beautiful and wonderfully uh, acted and, and written and directed. So congratulations. Well, I appreciate that very much. And I, echo that sentiment <laughs> is it coming out in the uk now as well or is it getting a bit no of not yet no not yet because there's no cinemas open mate of course yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so um enjoy get out there buy some popcorn will do will do all right then take care nice one mate all right. yes bye so that is actor Rafe Spall and talking about his Australian film that's coming out on February 11th, Long Story Short, which is written and directed by Oscar nominee Josh Lawson, also stars Zara Newman, Noni Hazelhurst, Ronnie Cheng and Josh himself. I highly recommend heading along to go and see this film. It has a great emotional ending and I think it's something that we kind of need right now. It's a film that we uh, need to remember that we shouldn't take each day for granted that we should make each day count and I know that can be hard for some people uh, for me it's a little bit challenging at times I have an autoimmune disease so it means that some days are harder than others and getting up is a bit difficult but I tell you what we have to find a moment in each day and make it count and make it important because before we know it we will be 70 80 years old and our whole entire lives will have gone before our eyes and all the mistakes that we'll have made uh, will accumulate and pile up and that's kind of what this film is about it's about being a better person and looking out for each other and caring for each other and loving the people that we love and giving them that love that they deserve every single day yeah I like this film and I think you will too and I think you'd like heading on over to uh, Facebook page and Twitter and giving us a like there the Curb AU on both Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, heading over to the website, the Curb AU, uh, the Curb.com.au, sorry, uh, for more reviews, interviews, and uh, things like that. And if you want, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the Curb AU to help support the website from as little as a dollar a month. Keeps it alive. Look, guys, I hope you're all staying safe. Wear a mask, uh, look after each other, and be kind to each other. And we'll see you on the next one. If you fall, I will.
will catch you, I will be waiting time after time. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch you, I will be waiting time after time. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.